This is According to Jim with Jim Joyner and Steve Sell, McPherson's sports talk show. You know, what is it I don't, there's something else I don't, I don't do There's banquets. a lot of things that you don't do. I don't do banquets. Do. I, I really try not to do banquets if all possible. Listen Monday through Friday from 1230 to 1 p.m. on 96.7 FM KBBE or online at midkansasonline.com. So you will address me as Stephen A. or Mr. Smith. You won't call me a bona fide scrub and then continue to talk on my damn show. According to Jim is your home for the McPherson Bullpup. It's intercepted by Jacob Miles and a chance at a house call. Final 30, 20, 10, 5, touchdown Bullpup. Everything happening in the sports world. Mahomes throws it for the touchdown. And even some things not happening in the sports world. I go to Walmart and get my $18 pair of shoes the last two years, and it's just fine. You like those fine? No Zions for you. No Zions for me. Now it's time for According to Jim. Here's Jim Joyner and Steve Sell. Let's do this thing. Another edition of According to Jim right here on 96.7 FM KBBE. Or for those of you listening online, worldwide at midkansasonline.com. I'm Jim Joyner. Joining me as always, the most popular man in the entire city of McPherson, Mr. Steve Sell. But maybe the second most popular man in this room. Are you talking about me? No. Our guest today. Oh, okay. Well, good afternoon. Well, good afternoon. I always say good afternoon to you. Okay, good afternoon. Steve, are you excited about today's show? I'm always excited. We've been waiting on this one for a while. We've been trying to find the right time, but before... The bus packs up, gases up, heads off to college. We had to get him in here one last time, one final time. About one first time. One first time. That works too. <laughs> we are excited today that our special guest in the studio is none other than the bus, Jace Kinneman. Bus, it's good to have you in here today. Thanks for having me. I'm excited. I figured you would be excited because you're a man that has lots of things to say. You are very eloquent in the way that you talk. You always are long-winded with your answers, and I think that you t- got that from your father. Of course, he, he's always very long-winded, great intellect to look into things, and I think you're going to have lots of good perspective today. Yeah, I really, I get the vocals from my dad, really. It's, yeah. He likes talking a lot, so I think I get that. Well, it, de- it definitely skipped one, because Kaylee, of course, is never afraid to speak her mind. Oh, never. And Kai's like a mute. Kai is a one, you know, he's a one-word man. He's a yes, no, maybe yes, you know, that's that's the Kai man. But, of course, you're definitely, you're going to speak your mind. You're going to tell it like it is. You're kind of the Howard Cosell of maybe. Uh, Do you know who your, Howard Cosell is? I don't, but I can imagine he's a loudmouth. <laughs> <laughs> well, he was an interesting dude. Well, Bus, what have you been up to this summer? You're, you're done with your high school career. You're getting ready for football at Emporia State. But it sounds like you've just been working a lot this summer. Yeah, in June I took three straight weeks off. I was at church camp for a couple of weeks, and then I uh, took a trip down to Mexico with my sister and brother and a couple of their friends. And then since then I've just been doing some of the workouts that Emporia's been sending to me and working out the golf course. I've been sorry if I smell a little bit bad. I've been stuck in a yeah, that's all right. Big, well, I, I can attest being at the golf course just about every day. Uh, Jace is out there working pretty hard. I've seen him down in ditches. I've seen him slinging mud. I've seen him mowing grass. I've seen him trimming trees. Rolling greens. Rolling greens. And, and if there's anything that requires some muscle, though, 
he's the first guy they call. Yeah, that's true. Well, one thing I do know that you were able to do this summer, and I got to see it firsthand. I think Steve might have been at the Pipeliners game. I think I might have snuck over to watch you in your coaching debut with the Summer League. Now, I think you've done some coaching with some intramural teams and, oh, yeah. and, and some some rec league, but this is the big boys. This is this is sanction activities, and you were able to pick up a league championship win with your dad in the stands, sort of helping cheer you on. Did you feel good about your coaching debut? Uh, I felt pretty good about it. I mean, there were a few times where I felt a little bit where I know I didn't have the authority that my dad normally has, but I think for the most part I did all right, switching up defenses on them and calling out certain plays that worked. And it always feels good when you did, call it did a you give play. any Did you give any of your players the stare though? Uh, I chewed a few of them out. Okay. Yeah. All right. And did they respect you though? I mean, they are all younger than you, so did they respect that? You know, you were in charge that you were no longer their teammate. You was their coach. Yeah, I think there was at one point they like. I think we were up. We won seventy to nineteen, something like that. Something along those lines. Something along those lines. So I think near the end of the game, it kind of got a little bit less serious. And so I think at that point, it was kind of iffy. But at the start of the game, they were definitely pretty serious about it and took me as a real coach. Well, I'll ask you a little bit more serious of a question here, but. Growing up with your dad being a coach and being a coach for very successful teams the entire time that you've been alive and obviously watching him deal with the pressure of that, deal with preparing for games, and you see him watching film all the time, putting together scouting reports. What has that been like for you in terms of maybe you wanting to be a coach someday, but seeing him do that your entire life? Uh, it's definitely been a big influence. I mean, I, th I can definitely see myself somewhere along the line being a basketball coach. I mean, I know I'm playing football in college, but I think I understand the game of basketball because he, when he's sitting there watching games, he'll just stop, rewind to play. Hey, oh, that's a that's good action. We can run that. And so then he'll implement that in our games. And I think that's really just helped me like focus more on like how certain things work in basketball, how angles work, and how certain practice methods and teaching methods work better. Well, I know one thing your dad used to always say about you during your basketball career was, he says, I can always put Jace on the floor and know he's going to do what I ask. So he said you were a real student of the game, and he just felt like uh, you would do anything it took to win, whether it was at a basket, but you were more of a guy that got your other teammates involved. You really didn't look to score that much. Uh, you had other score guys that could really score, and uh, it just seemed like that was what your game was more about is – being a team player yeah uh i mean when you get in game situations with not very much varsity experience coming in as a senior it's a little bit it's almost kind of hard to psych yourself out and shoot the ball as much as you like think you could have done but i think i i wasn't the best scorer i wasn't the most talented scorer on the team so i think it was a lot easier for us to me to get us just get us set up and get everybody get the ball moving and because sometimes it stuck this year a little bit between everybody because we had so many people who could score it stuck a little bit, and I think my job was basically to get us in motion, get us moving the ball around, and help us get a lot of easy buckets. One of the comments that I would hear from people a lot, especially if they sat down in the corner by the home bench, is that they would hear some exchanges between you and your father mid-game. And I think it's not uncommon for the dad who's a coach and his kid that's on the team to go back and forth a little bit because he'll say, you know, why are you doing that? And you'll say, I don't know, dad. <laughs> and, and I think that that's not uncommon. 
but I thought it was a really funny relationship that you two had on the court. And you didn't get that with football, obviously, because he wasn't a football coach. But in basketball, there was always a funny back and forth going on. What was your relationship like with your dad while he was coaching, while you were playing? Um, it was it was pretty good. I mean, at times we were at each other's throats a little bit because I think I was comfortable enough, probably a little bit too comfortable. And so if he chewed me out for something and I thought I was right and I wasn't in the wrong situation, I'd say something back. And it got a little bit rocky for a little bit. But I think by the end of the season, we appreciated each other as like our roles. And so we kind of understood by the end of the season, like, what each person was doing and why they were doing each thing they were. Do you feel like that sometimes maybe he was tougher on you than everybody else because he was your son and he didn't want to show you or show any favoritism toward you? Do you ever feel that way that maybe there were times he was just maybe a little harder on you than everybody else? Well, I mean, I think just in general he wanted to push me to be the best that I could. Not that he was any harder on me. He Basically, he was just – I was part of the team and he was going to coach the team as hard as he – Want us to because he wanted us to be good and we could have been really good this year, and we just fell short a little bit against Bishop Carroll. But uh, I think he didn't really push me harder than anybody else. He just wanted the team to be as good as possible, and by pushing me, he was helping the team out. So I don't think it was anything too terrible for me. Well, I know you've mentioned that there's a chance later down the road that you could want to get into the coaching business, and I think you've got two pretty good role models with that, with your dad, and then of course your uncle, the Cowboy Clint Kinnaman. Which coach do you think your coaching mannerisms would resemble more, your dad or your uncle, Um, even though they are very similar? I'd still probably say my dad. I think that I wouldn't get after – I mean, not he's not he's a great coach, but sometimes he gets after the refs a little bit, my uncle does, and I don't think that I'm – Well, you wouldn't get thrown out of any games like he did. No. Oh, I, no I don't way. Think, I don't think I'd be able to do that. <laughs> I, I'd normally have a pretty good – judgment for when to stop and when to keep going well the other thing that we've got to talk about and i think there are some people that listen and, and they go oh yeah the bus but i don't know if they understand the origin of the nickname or or maybe they aren't football fans and they don't know about jerome bettis the original bus but when did steve start calling you the well, bus? i wasn't the, i don't think i was the one well then who was it that started it for sure it was you <laughs> well, I, I think I was around and I had heard bus before. I think Steve would have been one of the originators of well, the bus. There was the tank. Yeah, when I was younger, uh, Steve started calling me tank, and so lots of other people started calling me the tank. And I think it just evolved because tanks aren't quite as fast. And then That's true, I a little started, slower moving. As I started maturing and getting a little bit faster, I think they evolved from the tank to the bus. Well, one thing that's interesting about Jace, having watched him grow up since he was born, uh, it was. It was. Oh, if you look back at photos of Jace when he was about the fourth grade, fifth grade, he was about as tall as he was wide, and it looked like his career was going to be as a lineman. And uh, then the, the maturation process, you know, started to take hold, and and you know, he, he eventually moved to running back. And and when he was in the middle school, what I always liked about him is they'd slip him out on this screen pass. What was that play called? Like. Uh. The Y2J or something it like that. It was Naked Liz FY. Yeah, and Jace would slip out, and he'd get out in the uh, flat. And uh, back in middle school, you know, there were some, like, 95-pound defensive backs. And they see Jace <laughs> coming, and, you know, they just kind of get out of the way. But uh, uh, Jace did evolve phys- uh, physically. Uh, sophomore year, I think you – what you have, like 400 yards, I think, your sophomore year. 400, and yeah. And then you really – you know, you kind of took off your junior year, then your senior year. And, you know, you broke – 
all these records your senior year. And what people don't realize is you did it basically playing just over half the game, almost half the game. If you would have had to play, say, four quarters in every game this year and, you know, say your defense hadn't been as good as it was and the games were close. Yeah, blame there, the defense. There's no telling how many yards you would have put up. But how, how disappointing was it, though, to only – I mean, you love winning games in your senior year in football, but only getting to play like half the game in a lot of them. Yeah, it got a little bit frustrating at times because there were a few games where we go, I think, I don't want to name the game or call out a program or anything, but there was a game where the first run of the game I had a 60-yard touchdown run, and then we stopped them. They were on their own two-yard line, muffed a punt, ended up on their one-yard line, run it in. We get a pick six next play, and we were up 21-0 three minutes into the game. And so I only played a quarter and a half, and so – there were certain games it was a little bit frustrating because obviously it's your senior year you want to play as much as possible, but it, it was fun watching the younger guys get a little bit of playing time at varsity level and and that's going to help them for this year. Oh, definitely. They're they're a pretty young team overall. They have a few returning seniors who will be really good, Cody and Bub and Jacob and all those that whole group and Mason. But uh, I think there are some sophomores who are really going to turn some heads this year. Although there was always this cloud of basketball sitting over your head because of your last name, did you know early on that football would probably be your best sport? I think I knew football would probably be my best sport. I mean, when growing up, I was usually pretty good at basketball. I was still my pretty tubby self, but I could still dribble probably about as good as anybody back in fourth and grade, fourth grade. But I think in football, I just knew that there was something else about me that I was, I was always built for football. Well, I could remember Jace in, like, second and third grade when I was covering football games. You look in the end zone, there's Jace down there playing in the end zone with his friends while the game was going on. Never mind that the game was going on. They were down there in the end zone, and and uh, sometimes it looked like Jace wouldn't get the ball and he wasn't very happy. But uh, uh, during the games, uh, he and his friends, you could tell at a young age that you know, they were going to play some football down the road. I think Steve would have been a really fun one to bug on the sidelines and that you see him working really hard and he's got his camera in one hand and his notepad in the other keeping stats. And well, Jace used to be my sideline. I, I used to hold his notepad. He'd hold my notepad. I'd shoot a photo. I'd say, Jace, give me the notepad. I mean, we had a, we had <laughs> I mean, a real system. We switch it back and forth. We had a and... system down. So. Oh, yeah. What did you pay him? I think no. It was, I, it was he, like a bag of Skittles a game. Yeah, I think like maybe that. some Skittles. That sounds like a pretty good deal. Oh, yeah. Well, Jace, how much did you, watching your older brother Kyler, go through and, and play the same sports that you did and have as much success as he did, maybe help you, whether it was as a leader or just with wanting to play the sports, because he was going through while you were in middle school. How much did that help you and, and sort of point you in the right direction? Uh, I think it helped a lot because I saw him in high school. He, As a freshman, he was always pretty good but he was really skinny, and I saw him mature throughout high school and see how good he actually got, and I think it really just helped me show, like, he told me when I get there, like, you're going to have to work your butt off. Like, lifting is a lot different than you've ever done or practice is a lot different than you've ever done, so I think kind of mentally prepared me a little bit more. So Now, a lot of people might not know yet that your brother is going to be playing football at Fort Hayes this year after playing four years of basketball. Mm -hmm. Are you going to have to give your Emporia State coach is a pretty good scouting report on your brother? I already got it down. It's, <laughs> yeah, it's, I, we still don't know what position he's going to play next year. So Yeah, uh, he, it, he was penciled in as a wide receiver, and then they had a, 
a really good defensive back. I think he got declared ineligible. They've got an opening at corner, I believe it is. And for those who haven't seen Kyler, he's about 200 pounds now. He is really – you wouldn't recognize him if you saw him. He's really – you know, worked hard on the, he's really bulked up, worked hard on the weights. And, and, you know, Kyler was on a five-year plan anyway for, you know, what he's going into in his, in his academic field. So uh, he's using this last semester here to play some football because before Jace came along and, and has all the rushing records now, Kyler had the rushing records. And how was, how did Kyler take that when you eventually passed him for a single-season rushing record? Oh, he loved it. He was – he just came up to me after the game. He's like, hey, super proud of you. You've worked your butt off, so I can't say anything. I'd, there's nobody else I'd want to do it. So he was really proud. He, I don't think he really minded that because he still has a lot of basketball ones. <laughs> yeah, he's got a few basketball records. All right, let's take our first break. When we come back, I want to talk a little bit about last season's football team and the run that you guys made. I want to dive into some basketball as well and then look ahead to what's coming up for your former teammates this upcoming fall and up, upcoming winter as well. We'll do that next. You're listening to According to Jim, 96.7 FM, KBBE. You're listening to the According to Jim podcast with Jim Joyner and Steve Self. According to Jim is brought to you by Great Plains Federal Credit Union, The Fieldhouse Grill and Taps, Brown Shoe Fit in downtown McPherson, Next Tech Wireless, and Farmers State Bank with branch locations in McPherson, Lindsborg, and Galva. You can also listen live Monday through Friday from 12.30 to 1 p.m. on 96.7 FM KBBE or online at midkansasonline.com. We're back on this afternoon's According to Jim, 96.7 FM KBBE, Jim Joyner, Steve Sell, and the bus, Jace Kinneman on today's show. Well, Bus, we talked a little bit about your background, and I wanted to talk a little bit more about some of the teams that you were able to play on the last couple of years as a bullpup. Number one, I think we have to talk about the football team from this past year. Starting off the season undefeated for the first time ever, making it undefeated to begin the season and then reach the state semifinals and eventually lose to Goddard. But it was really fun to watch that team because you guys had a very different demeanor than most really successful championship level teams where it was a very relaxed group to say the least a group that didn't have to stress too much and part of that was that you guys won big every single game but when it came time to play the group was always ready to go but you see yourselves in practice and it's a fun group you've got music playing coach pav has got a a fanny pack on that's blasting music it was a very relaxed team, and how much do you think that helped keeping that team together all year? Oh, it's probably that's probably the closest group of a team that I've ever had. I mean, we after that or during that season, we probably hung out after practice two, three times a week, just almost like sophomore up through senior. And so we were really tight knit. All my friends, we still hang out. All the football guys, pretty much are the friends that I hang out with. The BOIs. <laughs> the band of idiots, as Steve and my dad call them. <laughs> but, no, during practice, we are we are always a little bit – sometimes Pav got mad at us because we'd be a little bit too jittery and not be completely focused. But I think when it came down to the nitty-gritty, we were a lot closer, and that helped us trust each other a lot. And so we trusted what each person could do, and being close on the field and off the field really helped just our – 
Oh, continuity together. And you look, you know, your senior class, when you guys were in the eighth grade and seventh grade, you were just pretty average. Your teams were, weren't you like 500? Weren't your guys' record like five? Maybe. Seventh grade, we won one game, I think. And then eighth grade, we won. We were like four and four three. Four and three, I think. Yeah, four and three. So, you know, there wasn't an inkling in the, in the seventh and eighth grade if somebody had said, hey, you guys are going to be within a play of making the state championship game. That, that just showed how the classes, you know, behind you meshed in with you too, but how much better you guys got as your careers went along. Yeah, I mean, growing up, we were we always had a pretty good team, like in like the WKFL days, from like third to like sixth, and then once we got in seventh grade, we didn't have that many people go out. We had limited numbers. I think we had like sixteen, eighteen guys on the team seventh and eighth grade year, and so a lot of us were playing both ways. And I think by the time we got to freshman year, we people started to mature more. Our size started to get there. Noah got a lot bigger. Dawson got a lot bigger. And we finally figured out what positions everybody was going to be playing in and high Khalil school. Khalil moved in. That didn't hurt. <laughs> Khalil definitely did not hurt. He was a great addition to our friend group and our team. So it's – I mean, I think we knew we were going to be good. We just didn't know. We didn't have, like, the tools to do it when we were younger. But I think as we got into high school, the coaching staff really believed in us and pushed us to be as good as we could have been. And the weird thing about last year is that pretty much the last four games of the regular season and then the first two of the postseason, you almost showed up at the ballpark and knew what was going to happen. But then you got into the second and third rounds where you were playing Arc City and they come out and punch you in the mouth, go score a touchdown. And I think that game you ended up scoring 62 or 63 points. And then you get into the Goddard game where you had to be pushed. But it had to have been weird knowing when you showed up at the stadium that you were not going to be pushed around by many teams and that you might only get five legit, six legit offensive drives before you're coming out of the game. What was it like for you guys once you got into the deeper rounds and knew that you'd have to play a full game? Uh, I think going into each game, Pav always gave us a rundown. He's like, listen... He's, he's always very honest with us. He's like, you're the better team. But he always pushed us to be the same. Like Each week our goal was just to get better as a team, not to beat a team. Our goal was to get better some weeks. And I think our focus really helped after that because we weren't focused on just like, hey, you're going to better that team, you're going to go beat them. Our focus was we need to get better as a team for when we get later on down the line. Going back to the Goddard game, I'm sure it's a game that is played in your mind a lot. For me, I think about that game a lot because I just think back to all the different drives of that game. And the one that always stands out to me, the point in that game where I go, man, that would have done it, was after Aaron Powell made the great catch down the sideline at the end of the third quarter and the play that ended up having his leg broken where you guys were down to the one-yard line, you didn't score there, you get down to the other end of the field, you didn't score again, tried to kick a field goal, got blocked the first field goal attempt of the year, which is crazy, yeah. 12 weeks into the season, and then the final two turnovers at the end of the game. How often have you thought about that Goddard game since it happened in the state semifinals? It's been quite a bit. I mean, knowing that I do hang out with basically all the football guys, we uh, we talk about it a lot. We're just, I mean, it disappoints us still definitely, but we just... We try and look back more on the good times we had throughout the season. Cause Did it feel different than the Andale game when you were a junior, looking back on it? Because it was a very similar game. Yeah, it felt a little bit different because against Goddard, I always felt that we were still in it, like no matter what. 
I felt like we were still in control even though we were down. I still felt like we had our defense was doing their thing. They held them to 15 points, really, and or they held them to 13 points, and we just had a safety. But I think it really – it's hard to think about sometimes, but I've been going back and watching a lot of our film from last year, and I've probably watched that game five or six times just thinking of different stuff that I could have done or done better. It was a really fun football season, and then it was a very quick turnaround getting into the basketball season. And the thing that maybe people have forgotten about is that the beginning of the basketball season was an 0-3 start, which I'm sure that with your senior class, with you and with Kyler and with Jake, that there was a lot of pressure on that. And there's obviously some pressure with being a bullpup basketball player, but when it's your senior year, everything's supposed to go great. Mm -hmm. And at first, it didn't. What were those first few games like? for you guys in that senior class starting off 0-3? Uh, I think starting off, we were just trying to figure out what we were doing, really, because Kyler and I hadn't really played varsity at all. I mean, Jake had, Max hadn't played very much varsity at all. Cody had, but we, we had three starters who never really had, and then after that, we didn't have anybody else who had. So I think just getting our footing, like first game, we probably still should have won. We didn't play very good, but we still fought back and made forcing overtime, coming down from down 15, something like yeah. that. And coming back, we should have won that. Second game against Andover Central, I think that was that was a game that we could have won if Jake hadn't hurt his ankle. Yeah, you're up seven quarter. at the half. We're on up the, seven at half. On the team that ends up winning state championship. State championship. That's what I think about it. I think we were good enough to beat anybody, but we were good enough, or bad enough to lose to anybody on certain night. Well, then you guys got into your rhythm. You started winning games. I think it was nine in a row until the end of the Invitational. You lose to Shawnee Mission East. You start a new winning streak and get things going again. When was it that you thought, okay, maybe this team's got a chance that if we get the right sub-state matchup, that we've got a chance to make a run here? Um, I think it was basically the two weeks before sub-state where we're like, hey, if we win these two games, we have a favorable matchup, we thought. And then Bishop Carroll decided to do something different and get put in our sub-state. <laughs> and Carroll was really good. I mean, let's let's face it. They were a tremendous basketball team. We thought they might just win it all after they beat us. And, and 5A, let's face it, going up to 5A for basketball was a big difference because 5A was really good this year. We spent, you know, we watched all the state tournament uh, while we were up there with the girls. And, and uh, 5A was just outstanding this year. Now when we have to talk about this game, the Newton game, the bus buzzer beater. Now I'll preface it with this. Steve's description of the shot after saying it was a corkscrew, corkscrew shot that was way offline. Will, will you just tell him that it was a good shot even though it banked in? It wasn't that far offline. It went in. I mean, it went in, but it was, it was pretty ugly. Was, <laughs> even coming out of my hand, it felt pretty ugly, like... I've tried replicating just like the form that I used because it wasn't my normal form shooting the three, but I try. I've tried replicating. I just can't even do it. Well, it was a no bad idea. sign when you immediately started sprinting <laughs> toward the basket. It it looked like it was offline, and you start sprinting in for a rebound. Yeah, that's never a, a great sign. But walk me through that play because it was coming out of a timeout, down by three with about eight seconds left. And what was going through your mind? Did you inbound the ball in that play? Uh, I inbounded it, but in the huddle, wait, my dad goes, are there any plays you guys think would work? I mean, we're down three. We need something. And I go, Jake's been hot. He's hit a couple threes. Let's run shocker for him. And because we'd, we'd run that before and he'd hit one already. And so I was like, let's run it. I can set a good screen. I mean, 
it's going to be pretty tough for Ty Berry to run through my chest. That's true. <laughs> so I knew he'd be guarding him. And as soon as Jake caught it, they double teamed him. And I just scurry out, and he throws it to me. I go, crap, turn and shoot it. <laughs> <laughs> and and so, it worked. Yeah, it did. It worked out. And then you guys got into overtime, and then Kyler was fouled. He made a couple of big shots late, big free throws late to win it. Where does that rank in your favorite moments of athletic prowess in your in your mind? It's it's definitely up there. I mean, just I think after the game, it kind of finally set in as to what had actually happened when somebody goes, that's one of the biggest shots that's happened in the roundhouse. And I, I didn't really fully understand that until like after the game when everybody's like, wow yeah and so i think it's probably it's pretty high up there i mean i have a lot of great football memories but that one's definitely up there your sister was pumped about it in the stands oh she uh during after the game she goes i I didn't even see it i just i was so nervous i couldn't see it and as soon as somebody said jace hit it she turned around she was jumping up everywhere and Steve pointed it out on the broadcast. <laughs> he said, look at his sister. She's losing her mind up there in the stands. And I think that was very accurate. All right, we have to take our final break. When we come back, we'll talk a little bit about what you've got coming up at Emporia State, what some of your plans are there, and we'll get some maybe predictions from you for what these teams can be like at McPherson High this upcoming year. We'll do that next. You're listening to According to Jim, 96.7 FM, KBBE. You're listening to the According to Jim podcast with Jim Joyner and Steve Self. According to Jim is brought to you by Great Plains Federal Credit Union, The Fieldhouse Grill and Taps, Brown Shoe Fit in downtown McPherson, Next Tech Wireless, and Farmers State Bank with branch locations in McPherson, Lindsborg, and Galva. You can also listen live Monday through Friday from 1230 to 1 p.m. on 96.7 FM KBBE or online at midkansasonline.com. Ramping up today's According to Jim, 96.7 FM, KBBE, Jim Joyner, Steve Sell, and the yeah. bus, Jace Kinneman. Yeah, and we had a call uh, during the break. That, the phones uh, have been ringing off the yeah, hook. Yeah, that Jace's shot ranks right up there with the 1973 shot of Jeff Klein against Hutchinson. Sent the roundhouse into a tizzy. And I went to school in junior college with Jeff Klein, and he had like four game winners at Indy Juco when I was a student there. So, just like Jace, Jeff Klein was a big shot guy. Very popular, man. The phones have just been ringing off the hook. They all want to meet up with the bus. They want oh, yeah. to go get some autographs. Uh, he'll, he'll be signing them out in the lobby here for the next couple <laughs> minutes at the station. Well, Jace, you're heading off to Emporia State here in about a week. What are you looking forward to the most with your freshman year of football and just freshman year of college? Um, and football-wise, I think I'm just looking to get a little bit bigger, stronger-wise. I mean, I've always been one of the stronger people in our weight room, but I think seeing how much stronger everybody else is at college is really going to make me want to push myself even harder and want to get a lot stronger and faster. Are you excited to get away from home for a little bit? I know your mother is not going to be <laughs> excited about your answer if you say yes. <laughs> no, I'm ready to get away. From just I mean, I liked Emporia's distance because it's about an hour 15 away, so it's not too far, but still far enough away that I can feel a little bit independent. So it'll be a good place to be. I yeah. like Emporia. Did you think about going to Fort Hayes? Um, I thought about it, but their football coaches never talked to me, so I didn't really feel anything. Which there. is really odd because they've recruited McPherson pretty hard down through the years and I know a place you could have stayed. 
I think you could have found a, pl- a place to be with your brother. I think I could have found a house to stay. Yeah. Well, how closely are you going to be able to follow the Bullpups this year, whether it's football or basketball? Are you planning on making a few trips back? Or are you just planning on listening to Steve and I? Are, are you excited to pay attention to them this year? Oh, I'm definitely excited to pay attention to them. I mean, there are definitely a couple games that I'll come back for. We have a few road games on a Thursday where we don't have anything Friday or Saturday. And so I'll definitely come back for those games. I'm excited for a few basketball games. Yeah, there will uh, be a few that will be fun to watch. <laughs> there will be a few that are pretty fun to watch. But uh, I'm excited. If I can't watch, I'll definitely listen. And I, I'm still on their huddle account, so I'll there go you through go. and watch their games And afterwards. we're also at home games, the video stream, if you don't mm-hmm. make it. Yeah. I think you're going to be a loyal fan <laughs> on the video stream. Are you going to give your dad some advice from afar now? You'll say, hey, why'd you run that play? What, what are you guys doing playing against this team? Come on. Wait, I, 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 why they, didn't you I, run hairpiece in that, you know? That's his I think you have the authority to do that now. Now that you've played and you're done, that you can say, what the heck were you doing calling that play out of the timeout? I mean, now that I've coached as well, too. <laughs> that's right. I mean, I have the best win percentage in the family. There you go. Right now. 1-0. 1-0, exactly. That's I'm pretty good. So I think, no, I won't really critique him at all. It's He probably still knows more about it. I just, I know the guys probably better than he does, so I could tell them what they're feeling, what they're thinking, what they're going to want to do how they play best. So I think I'll probably help him out a little bit, but not too much. Who do you think is going to miss going to your games the most? Mom, Dad, Grandma and Grandpa, or Kaylee? I still they still have a chance to come to some, but they got to drive a little further. Yeah. Um, I want to say Grandma and Grandpa, but... I think they're going to be the ones that really miss they're it. They're going to miss it a lot, but I think overall it would probably be Kaylee. I think she'll miss it. Kaylee's super fan number one for McPherson Sports. She's a good super fan. Well, Bus, we enjoyed having you in here today. I know you've got to get back out to work and mow grass and (laughs) dig holes and do whatever Treg needs you to do. But we enjoyed it. We're going to miss having you around this fall. Steve and I will have to find another insider to to give us all of our information because you were you were sort of our guy. We show up at practice, Buzz. How are we feeling? Oh, we're feeling really good. Yeah. We, we would get all our information through you. So we're looking forward to seeing you as a Hornet. I think Steve's going to get some shirts that say "Stingers Up." He's excited to watch you, but we're going to miss having you around next year. Thanks for having me. I'll I'll definitely miss it. I I loved high school football and basketball. Everything about it. Well, anytime you want to come back, you can be in the booth, and maybe you'll take Steve's job at some point. <laughs> Color commentary. Probably do a lot better job than I can, that's for sure. All right, well, we'll wrap up today's show. For Jace Kinneman and for Steve Sell, I'm Jim Joyner. Thanks for listening to According to Jim. We'll talk to you tomorrow. According to Jim with Jim Joyner and Steve Sell was brought to you by Great Plains Federal Credit Union, The Fieldhouse Grill and Taps, Brown Shoe Fit in downtown McPherson, Next Tech Wireless, and Farmers State Bank with branch locations in McPherson, Lindsborg, and Galva. Make sure to listen to According to Jim every weekday from 1230 to 1 p.m. right here on 96.7 FM KBBE.